0: Comics. Now. And the sky was made of and away we go, and y'all. Aloha co- comic book fans. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics podcast issue to Hundo. Can't believe it. <laughs> Where I'm going to do a whole lot of recommending, but only lightly reviewing, of the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, March 13th. And this particular podcast is actually allergic to flurkins. <laughs> I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris LaTorre. Thank you so much for joining me right here. Thank you for finding us. Seriously, I hope that you and the ones that are close to you are just happy and healthy, because that's what's most important. And please do us a tiny favor. Hit the subscribe button, wherever that is on your screen, to the Sunspots Comics podcast. Then please check out all of our past podcasts on our gigantic podcast feed. Yeah, it's 200 plus. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube, all at one easy to find place at Sunspots Comics. That's right, Sunspots. And I always like to start the show, of course, with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. You've been with us for 200 episodes, 200 issues, as I like to call them, of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Or maybe this is your first time trying us out. So either way, whether you're a loyalist or you're brand new, seriously, thank you for trying the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And also thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for singing our Sunspots Comics theme song. Yes, it's on the intro and outro. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Instagram at nicholas.dell. And his band, it's called Solution on Instagram at Solution underscore band. If you love island style, feel good reggae that's infused with rock, then you are going to love the sounds of Nick, Papa George, and his band Solution. So please check them out. And thank you to my friend Nick. And also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tee. Yes, check out their huge selection of nerdy fun t-shirts at popuptee.com. They have a shirt for every nerdy thing inside of your brain. Trust me. And use the promotional code sunspotscomics to get 25% off of any shirt order. Even the clearance stuff. So, thank you to popuptea.com. So now, I've got my knee pads on. Let's make a giant superhero landing right into the Sunspots Comics podcast. Man, didn't even hurt. Felt great. Knee pads help. Uh, right into the Sunspots Comics podcast, issue 200. <laughs> I just can't believe it's 200 still. Uh, starting out with some stuff that's been uh, floating around inside of my nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is a brief pondering, a look back, a moment to reflect on 200 issues of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It's actually been 200 plus because there's been some spotlighting interviews, of course, and some special edition stuff. So I don't know, it's somewhere around 215. But as I look back like 10 plus years ago when I stumbled onto podcasts, I remember it so clearly. I was just like shocked to find that super fans of anything from comic books to butterflies to basket weaving etc to whatever it is that your mind is interested in Uh, we're just letting their voices be heard on these own little like little radio broadcast thingies called podcasts and it was absolutely mind-blowing to me so i just uh, like i do i just consumed it all i downloaded as many podcasts that i could find about comic books specifically and just was, there was just so many on my feed it was insane I was I felt like I was listening to different podcasts 24/7 I mean it was all just on comics I just was amazed at how many I was able to find which have since quadrupled quadrupled since from 10 11 years ago when I first started listening to podcasts but one thing that I, I found was I was just kind of quickly bummed out by a few factors the first and most prevalent kind of bummer thing, I guess, was there was just a lot of these comic book podcasts that were just very negative. They were supposedly wanting to help you find comics and talk about comic books, but they were they were just pooping on them, honestly, for lack, <laughs> lack of a better term. They were just so negative, and I didn't wasn't a fan of that. I don't gravitate towards neg- negativity in anything in my life. If you know me, you would know that to be true. And... As the month's kind of went along that I was consuming hundreds of podcasts all about comics. There was a few sprinkling of things here and there like my favorite hockey team the LA Kings and a few other miscellaneous interests that I have that all kind of trickle down from comic books to hockey and then it, you know, falls off from there sort of. And I I just noticed as time was going along I was unsubscribing to most of them honestly, slowly. As I would I would give these podcasts at least two or three episodes i would try them out i i I didn't want to quickly make a judgment i would feel it out see what they were like hang in there some of them i would leave alone for 40 or 50 episodes and come back and peek back in and see what it was all about and over time i unsubscribed to most of them i mean it's surprising even some of the podcasts i still listen to today are the ones that i listened to 10 years ago and the second maybe bummer factor was that there were almost Zero comic book podcast that recommended new comic books that came out on New Comic Book Day, at the time and now, uh, for most of my life, I've always wanted and loved and enjoy brand new comic books and reading them on Wednesday, going to my shop on Wednesday and grabbing them, and it's it it's been challenging. It's it's become a little better over the years, but it's still challenging to like find new comic books that you might want to get before they come out on Wednesday. I mean, you could read the preview magazine. That's months before something comes out, and uh, that's that's tricky to do. But I use that as a tool sometimes in various websites. But it was just tough to find that podcast that was talking about or getting me hyped for new comic books that were just coming out. And a third maybe little bummer factor was that it's just how many, (laughs) honestly, ...of those comic book podcasts I was listening to at the time that would spoil... ...they would seriously spoil every aspect of the new comic book they were covering... ...to the point where I felt like I didn't need or or want to read them at all. So those three factors kind of just grew in my brain. The bacteria of the Sunspots Comics podcast was just beginning to swell or infect... ...or grow in my in my brain like a strange infection. And eventually that infection turned into inspiration, as everything does in my mind... And I eventually was inspired so much to just do the opposite of so many of these comic book podcasts out there that I decided to make my own. I decided to make the Sunspots Comics podcast. So if you go back to issue number one of the Sunspots Comics podcast, me and my son, Jables, yeah, I it's cringeworthy. I know. I cringe when I listen to it. I, I still cringe when I listen to myself, honestly, all the time, even when I have to play back and listen to comics. I don't know. It's just cringy, But, uh It's very cringeworthy. But one thing that you will absolutely see that's consistent from back then at issue number one to now at issue 200, that I always talk about my love of comics from a a very serious, very real, very joyous place within me because that's just who I am. That's just who I am and that's who I will be. Um, And along the way, I've had the absolute pleasure of, ...of having some of my family as guests on early podcasts, like my lovely wife Patsy. And my mom and dad, who are the original band members of their Filipino-Hawaiian band called The Sunspots... ...which is where I got the name of this very podcast, yes. And uh, even my son, Justin Jables, he co-hosted with me numerous times back in the day. He's a college student, working now uh, at a comedy club and uh, pursuing his desire to become a writer in the entertainment business so proud of him but he was uh, I had the pleasure of just having some laughs and watching him grow when I started the podcast in May of 2015 he was 18 and, and now he's 22 it's crazy and I definitely had him on the podcast for a few years which you'll see in the feed but that was just an absolute fun pleasure having my son there to him and I nerd out for a while those are some great podcast issues you got to go back and, and listen to I've also had the the humble pleasure of meeting a ton of comic book creators that I highly respect. For them to actually be guests on the podcasts, I mean, it's just their surreal moments, their bucket list moments. It's just insane. And I'm just so grateful to have all the comic book creators on the Sunspots Comics podcast over the years. Um, I even got my job at Aftershock Comics because of the Sunspots Comics podcast. Um, I met Jordan Hudson, the artist I hired for my comic book called Zombie Destroyers. I met him... At a library in Orange County I think it was Anaheim uh, For Batman Day I just remember being excited about Batman Day And I had made arrangements to have an interview With Dustin Wynn He's the artist of Descender from Image Comics And I was so super excited To interview Dustin Wynn I couldn't believe it This is back when the podcast was just starting So I was like wow I can't believe it An artist I seriously respect I'm going to interview And he was fantastic And I met Jordan Hudson there I mean the podcast has just opened doors for me uh, with the conventions and with everything and with Aftershock and the people I've met and the fan interaction. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, you guys are the fuel, the, the the very driving force that keeps me going on the Sunspots Comics podcast. Um, from the super positive interactions on social media, you guys are just so positive. From getting to meet some of you at, at Comic Cons and beyond. Meeting a few out there I've met for coffee or so on or lunch and just hanging out. Um, even some of you asking for my autograph. That was a moment I'll never forget. I'm like, what? Which I honestly never expected. And I did sign a few autographs, which is wild, which is just beyond comprehension. So, yeah, you the fans, wow. That's really all I can say. Oh, um, well, in conclusion... My heart is still full of joy for comic books And every facet of of comic books Um, My nerdy heart has a full tank And is just ready for so much, much more Uh, So thank you to my wife, Patsy For believing in me and for encouraging me To continue on with my nerd quest I love you My son Jables, Justin, for the laughs and the fun When you you guest co-hosted I want more of it, I miss it I should have had you here on on issue 200 right here because you were on issue number 100, which was a fantastic fun celebration to have 100 issues of this podcast. Now, here I am at 200. Uh, Thank you to my new co-host, Ian, uh, for helping me embark on this new chapter of the Sunspots Comics podcast. This new energy, you definitely bring something a little different to it. And I love that and very thankful for even the 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 interesting and personal moments you've shared on the podcast. Ian, thank you. And uh, and to every comic book creator that I've had on here, and then some, with little interviews and snippets, some that are no longer with us. These certain comic book creators that are gone, like uh, Len Wein was one that popped into my mind that I interviewed, and now he's passed. And and to name just a few that uh, that I one that I remember off the top of my head that is no longer on the plane of this earth. And. Just every comic book creator that I had that I, that I met, that I talked to, that I had here on the podcast, some I talked to didn't press record. I got caught up in the moment. I remember that uh, I remember I met Robert Kirkman, and he was just there for a second. And we talked for fifteen seconds. Then I recorded anyway, and <laughs> just moments like that were priceless. There are so many of them. If you look back on the body of the Sunspots Comics podcast feed, it's it's all captured there, which is great. And then there's bits of it that aren't. This with like I said with just one on ones with comic book creators. Um, and thank you to every fan that reached out to me with positivity, or that gave me a follow or a like or a share. Just anyone that took the time to just help sort of build the Sunspots Comics podcast world and universe. I, anyone who gave me a po- who who gave me a five star review or positive words on iTunes. Uh, just just everybody. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. So much love, so much respect, so much just thankfulness. Um, much love. Hang loose. <laughs> Be water, my friends. Enough said there. And another thing that's lodged up inside of my nerdy brain really good as I change gears <clears throat> is the Amazing Spider Man summer event from Marvel uh, that started on issue number 16. It's called Hunted, and it centers around Craven the Hunter. And I love these events. They remind me fondly of my childhood. It's like one of those summer events for Marvel. They've got a big, long checklist. Yes, tons of Spidey characters all jammed into like 10 or 20 issues during the summer-ish time. Multiple crossover issues, right? To get you to buy other titles that you normally wouldn't buy. <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, that's what The Hunted reminds me of, this summer event. That's why it's just on my brain because I'm impressed and I really like a few things about it. I was actually surprised that they don't have any crossovers at all. They don't force you to buy X-Men or or something else or Avengers. It's just a Spidey solo story event called Hunted that happens. I was really happy with that. And I'm also happy to see that there were only 11 total issues in the Hunted event. Which is very un-Marvel-like. <laughs> Usually with crossovers. And they're even doing this like, .hu issues that basically are half-numbered issues, 16 and a half, 17 and a half, but that's totally okay because there's only 11 total issues, I was even going to skip the first that came out, it was sixteen point eight U. it came out last week, didn't make the top pick list, it wasn't great, but it was good, but I'm glad that I didn't skip it because it did a good job of actually showing the importance of the black cat in this Spidey event called Hunted, and there was an awesome cover by Greg Land, so that did not hurt at all. But I did pick up the 16.hu, and I was so happy that I did. So off to a great start. We've only had issue 16, 16.hu, and 17, and they've been great. And uh, it's it really kind of centers, I, I just really the, love the approach they have to Craven. It centers around Craven the Hunter. He's just a beaten man. He kind of longs for a good death, although he had one already. But he longs for another good death. <laughs> and I also love that they created a bunch of Cravenettes. <laughs> that all they all end up being kind of destroyed by the Alpha Craven. Because there can be only one. Uh, <laughs> Alpha Craven is not his name, by the way. But it totally should be. Um, so anyway, I definitely recommend thwipping up Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, starting at issue 16 called The Road to Hunted. And all the in-between issues, the .hu, I, I don't even know what that means, honestly. doesn't really matter. <laughs> They're in-between half issues. But overall, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the first of the three issues of this 11-issue run, which basically is now going to be weekly through May. I'm not sure when in May, but we're going to get a continued story of The Hunted, with Craven being the centerpiece, uh, all the way from now, starting at issue 16, which was the last couple of weeks. There's 16, 16.hu, and 17. Uh, but Craven is gathering all of these of the animal-themed villains for some kind of super-powered hunt, involving, of course, our favorite wall crawler, Spidey. So, if you love you some Spidey, check this out. It's the Marvel Summer Amazing Spider-Man event called Hunted. So, I just wanted to put it out there, get it going, check it out. I'm really enjoying this uh, springish, summerish event, Hunted. Amazing Spider-Man, go get it! And the last thing that's floating around inside of my nerdy brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. And I am just so very proud of it. I got two pages recently. Uh, they're fantastic for my artist, Jordan. Uh, I'm doing the writing on it and the lettering. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team on Instagram. Artist, Jordan Hudson. He's at Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And colorist, Caroline Nolasco, at Carol N. Art. But... Just got two pages from Jordan. We have uh, completed 30. They're finished being penciled and inked at this point. We need coloring. We need lettering to finish issue number one. And I can't wait to show the world and show you my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. But if you now want to look at it and get a glimpse of what it actually looks like right now, just go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. We've loaded up three glorious colored sample pages. Go check it out. That's sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers. And next is a mention of our interview segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is where I share with you my conversations with comic book creators. Please check out the Spotlighting interview that's on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed right now that I'm very, very proud of. It's a conversation with comic book creator, writer, artist, Daniel Warren Johnson. He create he created and wrote two of my favorite comic books of all time, Extremity and Murder Falcon from Image Comics, which both, by the way, have been top sunspots comics picks of the week so go check those out seriously but we talk about daniel warren johnson's process of making comics we talk about how he got into the comic book business little just funny tidbits about his life just so much more (laughs) we nerded out for almost two hours so it's just one of those extremely proud moments to have daniel warren johnson on the sunspots comics podcast he's definitely one of my favorite comic book creators uh, I even played two of his metal shredding guitar tracks on the intro and outro of the interview because he's a fantastic guitarist. So please give a listen to our Daniel Warren Johnson spotlighting interview on the feed. And oh, uh, before I forget, one another one. <laughs> also on the Sunspots Comics podcast, 196, I give two short interviews from this year's Long Beach Comic Expo. One is with Marguerite Bennett who is the writer of animosity from aftershock and dj kirkbride he's the writer of aaron boys from image you've got to listen to those they are two fantastic comic book writer creators so also check those out and many other great interviews on our sunspots comics podcast feed and by the way if you yourself would like to be on a future podcast and you work in the biz or you're trying to break into the comic book biz like me let's have a fun chat about your comic book right here on a future sunspots comics podcast I do have to genuinely enjoy your comic book to help promote it, of course, but that said, please send me a message with a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or, of course, send me a message at sunspotscomics so we can set that interview up. So now, on to the Soul Stone, the super-powered main event right here. It's the Sunspots Comics podcast part where I give you my comic book recommendations. I'm about to share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out on New Comic Book Day, March 13th. And just in case, here is your super duper light semi-spoiler-ish alert. But seriously, don't worry. (laughs) I really just want to inspire you to go read these comic books, buy them immediately. I really don't even spoil them honestly at all. I just say that for spoiler sensitive people like myself. I never discuss the last few pages of a comic book, I never talk about the cliffhanger, and I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up a comic book. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comic book picks, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week, I like to pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. You gotta put your eyeballs on these immediately. You'll be super happy that you did. My pick for the cover artist winner of the week is Ian Bertram of Little Bird, issue number one from Image Comics. Please follow him at Ian Bertram Inc. And Ian's style is just very complex, very unique, very interesting. But the cover, he kind of, tames down his style a little bit or somehow is able to quiet the strange voices in his head (laughs) you'll know what I mean as you look at his art to make this very kind of striking simple cover you have little bird she's actually wielding these two bloody knives they look like needle um, but two of them and uh, she's just this little girl wearing this bird outfit ultimately that looks like one of those strange but very beautiful South American rare birds that you see on documentaries that do little funny dances and stuff. It kind of looks like that. But it's kind of topped with crow feathers, very black, and then draped with this white, which kind of looks like maybe the underbelly of a bird, like an ostrich or something weird. And I just love it. And I love at the very, very bottom, there are these worm-like tendrils right at her feet. Ian Bertram is a big fan of weird pink tendrils in his comics, and I love it. <laughs> but uh, fantastic stuff. Cover of Little Bird, issue number one, from Image from, by Ian Bertram. You got to look at it. It's in this pale blue background, too. It's just gorgeous. And on to the artist winner of the week. It goes to also Ian Bertram for Little Bird, issue number one from Image Comics. Again, follow him at Ian Bertram, Inc. Um, his art looks. A little like some twisted Salvador Dali kind of mind-bending, with mixed with Frank Quietly, who I love Frank Quietly's art, and maybe even sprinkled in with little Jeff Darrow. Look at look those up, and you'll you'll go, oh yeah, oh I see what he's talking about. Um, but he really honestly has his own style. That really doesn't uh, do him justice to compare him like that. It's just very tough to compare him to something. He definitely has his own style. He's got this kind of abstract style where even humans have a very odd shape and sizes. Even eyes are, are just accentuated and giant. And uh, and he has this like puffy, bubbly, kind of nubbly lines. I'm not sure nubbly is a word, but that kind of describes it very well if you look at what I'm talking about. Very kind of bumpy, nubbly surfaces on things. And uh, Ian Bertram's design... Of the little bird, little bird world is just—it's astounding. It's mind-blowing. It's something out of uh, someone's dream or nightmare. Um, maybe my favorite part of his design is the uh, this army of twelve. They look like a mix of Pinhead and Darth Vader. That's kind of what comes to my mind. These black robes, of course, and they have these glass-fronted masks with, of course, the symbol of the cross because they are these like religious warriors and that that glass fronted mask is just filled with like pink goo again pink like tendrils he loves to do that they look like intestines ultimately and then two floating eyes all in different places yeah it's weird and it's horrifying at the same time but beautiful i just love the design of them and they have like this flying apparatus that's like this weird bulb like a like an eye in the sky that they hover from weird but i love the design and the look of it and uh, maybe my favorite panel, if I had to pick one, I have a bunch of favorite panels, in the interior art of Little Bird, issue number one, is this menagerie of monsters, which it's like a very cabin-in-the-woods-like moment, if, you, if you've seen the movie, uh, when Little Bird finds the secret lab where they keep their genetic experiments, all on display, with glass windows, of course, and uh, in this pale white room, which gives off this creepiness. It's just odd and weird, and so much fun to look at. Honestly, that perfectly describes Ian Bertram's art in Little Bird issue number one. That is why, Ian Bertram, you are the, uh, of Little Bird issue number one from Image Comics, you are the artist winner of the week and the cover artist winner of the week. Go look at it, folks. It's beautiful. In the breakdown, I actually had a pull list of 19 comic books this week, and five of them made it to the Great One's recommendation list. That's pretty good, but they gotta be great to make it on this list. And new number ones, there were actually six new number ones, which is a big week of new number ones. And four of those new number ones made it to the top pick list this week, which is excellent and honestly never really happens. So it's something special right here. So make sure you get those four new number ones I'm about to discuss so you can just be in on the fun from the very beginning and not miss anything so here we go here are my top comic book recommendations this is my list of what i consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out wednesday new comic book day march 13th i strongly 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 recommend you go and buy these comic books at your local comic book shop today please support your local comic book shop for example i actually support comic madness in ontario california hello to owner lee and manager jeremy who Jeremy, by the way, is actually currently working on a variant cover of Zombie Destroyer's issue number one, the comic book that I'm writing. And he's working on it as we speak, so I can't wait to see it. Uh, please follow Jeremy. He's a fantastic artist and manager of Comic Madness in Ontario. His Instagram is at SkeletonKing82. So give him a follow. And please support your local comic book shops. So now, as I said, there were five great comic books this week that made it to the list that I'm about to recommend to you. So here we go. Coming in at number five is star wars age of republic general grievous issue number one and this is from the team of jody hauser on writing she's a veteran she's a fantastic writer and luke ross who really kind of took his art up a notch honestly and is on my radar now his art was fantastic in this and i gotta say this was the surprise top hit of the week honestly i was gonna look at this casually and didn't have really high expectations as general grievous a character we who came and went very quickly in the star wars universe but i tell you writer jody hauser she just kind of with this she deepens she will deepen your interest in this mysterious general grievous character and i also love that it's just a one shot it's just standalone you don't have to read any uh before or after Uh, just definitely get this it's not even an origin don't go in expecting that um, but we do see some interesting little nuggets of General Grievous here, like we get to maybe see his face, maybe. Plus, we get a tiny glimpse into General Grievous's like obsession with infusing his body with tech. I just love that, and I absolutely love that in this, he has this quest to destroy Jedi and steal their lightsabers, of course. And he's just lost so much of his humanity, if he is human, when I think about it, or some other alien race that's humanoid, um, that. When he gets to this Jedi temple to destroy this sort of Jedi artifact, it's honestly something that he just can't even comprehend. Because he, like Darth Vader, he's kind of slowly use, losing that humanoid part of him and just turning into a very cold, robot-like, destructive you know, creature. And I really enjoyed that. So don't go in thinking it's an origin. Just go in enjoying this one shot of General Grievous and how he goes to this Jedi temple to try to destroy more more Jedis and this artifact that is not as sort of tangible as he was hoping it was, as the Jedi often do have untangible. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) But uh, check out Star Wars Age of the Republic General Grievous, issue number one of one. Just this one shot. That was a ton of fun. And I really enjoyed it. And it's action packed, moves very fast, and has very little dialogue. You'll have a great time with it. Trust me. Age of the Republic, Star Wars General Grievous, issue one. And coming in at number four is Assassination. Assassination, but it's Assassin. Wait for it. Nation, issue number one. <laughs> now, this is from Image Comics, Image Skybound. This is written by Kyle Starks, and lovely, weird, cartoony style art from Erica Henderson. Weird in a great way, and I love at the very beginning there's like an index of every single assassin in this the top 20 assassins in the assassin biz. But man, I super enjoyed this. It's like old man John Wick, (laughs) like his retirement party gone extremely bad, gone wrong. And there's just so many interesting assassins in all of this that have just cool looks and cool nicknames. You could tell Kyle Starks is just a super fan of, of assassins, because, come on, they're cool. They get to drive the cool cars and do the cool stuff, and don't have to conform to sort of society. You can see the allure, and definitely Kyle kind of dances upon that fun there. And so, old man John Wick <laughs> wants to... Li- I forgot the character's name, I'm sorry, it's not John Wick. Uh, wants to kind of live peacefully in retirement, but someone wants him dead. So he gathers the top 20 hit people in the business... Into one room and all hell breaks loose. And I just love the awkward conversation between old man John Wick, whatever his name is, and the Maxwell Bishop character who's like his arch rival that basically dethroned him from being the number one hitman and having that spot. And they they kind of are always concerned with that. They have like a ranking, <laughs> like they, like a sports ranking, where they they see where they are in this assassin ranking constantly, and they kind of have conversations about where they rank. It's it's hilarious. It's a great little kind of inside scoop to how a assassin you know business could be. <laughs> but um, um, anyway, so they're the this Maxwell Bishop. There's tension there with Old Man John Wick there, and I love that sort of conversation, and uh, and how they sort of still don't like each other from how Maxwell Bishop dethroned the, uh, that took the number one spot away from Old Man John Wick. But I love this, super love this splash page. I'm looking at it now; it's gorgeous. Uh, with the assassin Fernando, just one name, he gets three kills <laughs> with one bullet. And there's this huge, bloodyish kind of styled lettering that says "Trauma D Traumad." And it's just great. Trauma hyphen D, and it's it, that like really sums up Assassination Issue Number One. It's a ton of fun. It's a fun romp into how an assassin group would kind of semi-function. <laughs> the dialogue is just smart alecky with lots of fun foul language, not for the kiddos. Um, there's an assassin named F. Tarkington. And the F does not stand for Fred. That's his first name. And even gives an autograph. It's just the F word. It's great. <laughs> and hilarious. And just filled with fantastically fun lettering action. Uh, I love that. Uh, so give it a read for sure. That's Assassination issue number one. Great, great, fun, messed up, violently bloody comic. It's great. <laughs> Check it out. Assassin Nation number one. So now on to the top three comic book recommendations of the week. The big three. Coming in at number three is The Goon, issue number one. And this is from Abstract. I love their name, by the way. It's Albatross Funny Books. (laughs) Uh, This is, of course, written by, created by, drawn by Eric Powell, one of my favorite comic book creators of all time. And new colorist Rachel Cohen. I have to note fantastic coloring from Rachel Cohen. So the Grizzly Goon Gang is back. I'm so happy to see them. It's been a long time. I'm so glad that the Goon has returned. It's been a while, a long while, since I've, since we've have all had the pleasure of reading a Goon comic. Eric Powell has been working on establishing his publishing house here called Albatross Funny Books. I just adore that name. And getting all the new titles started in his imprint like hillbilly spook house Namwolf, galacticon mega ghost i think i'm missing one grumble i think is another which all have been actually really solid good titles by the way some of those have been sprinkled into the top picks of the week here in the sunspots comics podcast especially hillbilly and Namwolf. i love those they have been multiple sunspots comics podcast top picks so you got to go check those out but Albatross Funny Books by Eric Powell. He's put together a great team of some fantastic comic books. But anyway, as the goon and his loyal friend Frankie return to this gruesome town with no name, they quickly realize that there are more monsters, more zombies, more ghouls, and more just general jerk drunkards. (laughs) That's what fills this town in a typical goon comic. Um, and And they've all kind of come back to this weird little town to they, to come back to kind of run things because they ran the town before they left but they find out that it's just it's worse off than it was before they left and they really did like an amazing job at fighting off all these insane monsters they thought they made the town great nope they quickly come back to yeah you didn't change a thing it's actually worse goon and frankie <laughs> which i thought was hilarious I love overall that this feels like Eric Powell is really just kind of going... He's bringing this monster mayhem comic of the goon to just another level. He definitely brought his art up to another level, which his art is always phenomenal. It just seems like the lines are sharper. the, the Some of the, the art that's smaller is more like detailed, very hyper-detailed small art, which I highly respect and commend. I know that's hard to do. And the new colorist, Rachel absolutely crushed it she definitely adds like another dimension to the goon but but accentuates it so that it has that classic goon look at the same time uh maybe my favorite overall sequence is this hilariously wicked looking realtor that they meet (laughs) and he insists on showing them properties that have a death curse yeah it's like he's like hey check out this house it has a lovely bathtub and a death curse and he's like ah but look at this house it has an extra large kitchen and has been remodeled and a death curse <laughs> and it keeps going on with that like that little hilarious kind of bit a bunch of times and i love it and in my mind he sounds like the impression i just did um <laughs> but anyway there is about 40 plus issues of goon that have happened in the past i know it's a lot to read if you were a completist like me but so worth it um there's not enough goon honestly. Eric Powell just likes to take his time. If you were reading the goon as single issues came out, sometimes you'd have to wait 2 or 3 months between issues. So, reading all 40 is like a blessing. It is like a something special that a lot of us t- were it, were in the in the trenches with Eric didn't have the pleasure of having them all. So, go back and read all the goon. Trust me. It's only 40 plus. I think they, they go by really fast cuz they're so fantastic. Eric Powell's kind of style is very Norman Rockwell-esque is the best way to describe it. It just has this, I don't know, this Americana strange feel to it, and and in in, in, it, in a whole as the comic book in general. I just love it. But uh, great jumping on point, folks. It's a number one right here. This it's, it feels very fresh. It's got uh, it's great to have the goon gang just coming back. And a lot of snarky, funny humor between the Goon and Frankie and the old-timey folks that they've seen in the old bar that they go to. It's like putting on an old pair of very comfortable shoes. That's what the Goon is. But Eric Powell is one of my favorite comic book creators of all time, so I seriously give it my stamp of approval. It's a a Sunspot's Comics top pick multiple times, and so are everything that he does. That is Eric Powell and the Goon, issue number one. Get it! It's our number three comic book of the week. And coming in at number two... Is uh, this week's artist and cover artist winner of the week. It is Little Bird issue number one. And this is from Image Comics. This is written by Darcy Van Polgeest, And again, artist winner, cover artist winner of the week, Ian Bertram. And gotta give hats off to colorist Matt Hollingsworth, by the way. Because it's it's gotta be tough to really get deep into the mind of Ian Bertram. And figure out a proper way to color his strange vision. His strange nightmare that is his art you've got to look at it but uh, this comic is just little bird is very unique and it's very bloody not for the children or the fainted heart the art by Ian Bertram is just it's a it's wonderfully disturbing and uh, wonderfully designed at the same time I adore his kind of twisted art style check out the comic book miniseries House of Penance it's from Dark Horse Comics. It was a Sunspots Comics top pick of the week a few times. Go look at that. But anyway, quick gist of Little Bird. The setting is in a very strange-looking world. Not sure it's even Earth. Um, uh, There's really no sign of it, really. Uh, But where religion has beaten out all of the corporations and the governments and is now this sort of supreme ruler, this oppressive supreme ruler. And uh, the main... Uh, bad guy the bad dude is like this false messiah and he even experiments with dna creating all kinds of these grotesque grotesque minions uh, maybe the most grotesque and disturbing are like these little sort of altar boys that wear black and white and they sort of hover and float and yet they're they're bald-headed and their heads are really kind of small have like, these weird scary looking eyeballs yes very grotesque little minions but there is a rebellion in this world, it's led by Little Bird's mother, which I don't remember her name, and Little Bird is in there as well, and at the beginning sequence, Little Bird, the mother, hides her in this bunker for three days as this war just wipes out, which seems like mostly everyone, including most of the rebellion, but Little Bird has a side mission that was planned from the get-go, and she is designed to free the supreme badass, he's named, he's named the Axe i love that and i love the look of him uh, who can help save the north and beat down the oppressive religious ruler and i just absolutely love this immersive other world setting of little bird maybe my favorite sequence there's a bunch of favorite sequences in this for me but it may be when the axe who is this hugely muscular indestructible old man that kind of looks like an angry santa claus uh, he fights the army of twelve and it's just so bloody and so over the top with this stylized violence. It's just gorgeous to look at. I really love the the proper building of a monstrous villain here. That just from one issue, you want to see this villain meet an untimely and horrendous demise. And that's great writing right there. You've got to really make a, a just a bad guy you despise. And that's just great writing, I believe. Because then it, hopefully there'll be a big payoff when that... That villain, like I said, meets its untimely death. But great writing, great art, great gore. (laughs) Get Little Bird, issue number one. Trust me, it is fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Weird, twisted, beautiful at the same time. Little Bird. But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The Jedi Master. The King. The Supreme Leader. The number one top comic book pick of the week is... Murder Falcon, issue number six. Man, what can I tell you? Murder Falcon is from Image Comics with Skybound. It's created by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, some great, beautiful coloring from Mike Spicer. He even does uh, the lettering Daniel Warren Johnson does at times with also help. Um, but he, it's just his baby. Is I was um, happy to meet him and talk to him and get a chance to break down... Murder Falcon and his other comics too Go look at that as I mentioned before On the spotlighting feed My interview with Daniel Warren Johnson But uh, what can I say It's been a Murder Falcon has been a number one pick of the week uh, A number of times It's been uh, the artist winner It's been the cover artist winner of the week It's a winner folks Murder Falcon is that good And I've talked about it a lot I know Quick gist of Murder Falcon is These crazy kind of demonic alien beings are attacking our planet Earth. Seems like it's modern day. They're ripping a rift into the sky as all these evil demon aliens are invading. And the only thing that's there to stop them is Jake and his band Bruticus, made up of his his friends. And they also have a, a strange bond, a connection with these amazing beasts and kaiju monsters from this other galaxy called the Realm. And Jake, our main character, has a connection with Murder Falcon And he's this humanoid bird creature That had, that can all of a sudden at will Whenever Jake kind of strikes a G chord Or plays heavy metal It sort of just infuses Murder Falcon's weapons And he's able to fire and slice and use knives And that happens with everyone In the band Bruticus The drummer has this uh, insane Rocket powered drum kit It's just so much metal That your face will melt and in the happiest of ways. (laughs) But the reason why Murder Falcon issue number six is the top pick of the week is because of how this one particular sequence made me feel. Let me lay it out if I can just a little bit. So, and I'll try not to spoil things because I really want you to read this. All of Murder Falcon. It's only on issue six, but our main character, Jake, and his wife, Anne, have had difficulties one of them has been very ill was all i'll tell you and one of them has had to just all Anne has had to sit and watch his jake just be ill and she's had to just watch him suffer and she's had to be there for him and it's caused difficulty in their marriage she's had to just harness some of that and bury it down deep inside and be strong for her husband but he was also trying to be in this band, and the band sort of fell apart, and his friends kind of replaced him because, you know, they didn't know what to do because it's just this illness that is a... that's just a pain-in-the-ass illness. Um, and anyway, the band Bruticus has been caught by the evil bad guy um, Magnum Chaos. He's caught the band. Anne now was kind of making up with Jake, and she's just along for the ride. And in the meantime, they've, they've hired this other man named... Helmdar, if I'm saying it right, there's some J's and L's and so on in there. Forgive me, but he is a, another guitarist. So it's like they've got dueling guitars. But he's new to the band. He looks like uh, the lead singer of uh, of Kiss, kind of Paul Stanleyus with the makeup on, but he's ripped and buff, and he just looks metal. And anyway, Ann is there. The band has been captured. Bruticus is being tortured. Magnum Chaos has them. Chaos has them. And Helmdar and Anne are, have been forced to sort of retreat. And now they're like, what are we going to do? The band is caught. Like, I don't know them very well. I don't think just my guitar play alone would be enough to smash this sort of evil demon wall that's captured all of them where they're being tortured. Well, as as Helmdar and Anne get to know each other, because they, they weren't necessarily friends at first. They they were kind of odds at odds with each other. But they find this sort of common ground because really um Helmdar realizes that her softness is not weakness that it's truly she is like stronger than almost anyone that she's ever met with ha- what she's had to go through with Jake's illness and so on then he goes I know just what you can do and like she says what can i do i don't play an instrument i'm not infused with any other beings from the realm to help fight magnum chaos what can i do and he goes, What did I, you know, I got an idea, like, you know, maybe you can sing. And maybe and she's like, I don't know how to sing. She's like, Well, you don't have to you don't have to sing. And hands her this, which looks like a lightsaber. And it's a it's a microphone. It's just this beautifully designed metal-infused microphone. And in this sequence, like I said, that it may be one of my favorite. It is one of my favorite sequences in a comic book of all time. It's when Anne harnesses her, all of her love, all of her glory, all of her frustration, all of her her sadness, all of her anger. She just harnesses it into this just brutal, primal, visceral scream as she holds this metal-infused microphone, and tears are rolling down her face. And she, you know, she's doing it for the love of her husband. I'm sitting here in chills as I'm describing this to you. So I hope you capture 10% of this but it's this visceral scream that she belts out and it even is just lettered like scream and then there is this wolf head with red eyes this giant kaiju wolf head that's kind of right behind her that lays out this blast of sound as it destroys this wall that's captured the bruticus band and that's only kind of at the center of piece of this comic it's not even the core of it but that's just another nugget of beautifulness that I wanted to give to you, to seriously read, *Murder Falcon*. It it put chills in my body, as they are right now. Goosebumps covered covered me when I saw this for the first time. I was listening to Daniel Warren Johnson's metal instrumental metal tracks as I was reading this comic. My eyes just welled up with tears, as they kind of are right now. Um, as as Anne just harnesses all of her pain, all of her love into that that scream and the tears down her face it's just this beautiful vision uh, that's so well just beautifully captured from Daniel Warren Johnson but um, man it's it's just genius you did it Daniel Warren Johnson you got me i'm in for life uh, man and Helmdar has uh, there's kind of something that happens to him you're you're now then invested into this character and there's kind of a little bit of a thing that happens that's very surprising insane cliffhanger at the end of this I'll just give a hint to it. Fly, you fools! You'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> I know it's cryptic, but I don't want to spoil things. But man, Murder Falcon issue number six for that emotional sequence—one of my favorite sequences in a comic book of all time—with Anne belting it out and the head of this giant kaiju wolf, fangs and red eyes. That's just a very much a, uh, a just a the embodiment of her anger and frustration and her. And her her sheer will to save Jake and the band Bruticus so they can save the world. And beat Magnum Chaos. But anyway, it's just beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Murder Falcon. Get it. Issue number six. Get them all. Uh, So there you go. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day, March 13th. Let me lock the vault door. Please, please, please get these comic books and go get them at your local comic book shop. Immediately. Support your local comic book shops. I'm a big advocate of that. Now, if you have any questions, comments, or you want your own personal comic book recommendation, email me directly to Chris at sunspotscomics.com. And to see the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, can't believe it, here we are, issue 200. Go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list. You'll see the just updated 90 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Also, click on Top Comic Books of the Week. You'll see all of my past top comic book picks. I update the, my tiny little site every single week. I'm very proud of it. Please go check out sunspotscomics.com. And also, thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian hand-makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts that are based on cryptozoology. Yes, Just use the HP Reveal app on your smartphone, and every Cryptid Zoo t-shirt will come to life. you got to see this. I just got my awesome new Sri Racha Cockatrice shirt. I love it. Thank you, Julian. you got to go on their site and look at the Sri Racha Cockatrice. It's like a dragon rooster. It's awesome. But most importantly, go to CryptidZoo.com and use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS. And you will get 25% off your order. That's right. Go to cryptidzoo.com and use Sunspots Comics as your promo code for 25% off. So please tune in next week for issue 201. 201. No, that's not as cool. um, Of the Sunspots Comics podcast where I have 17 new comic books on my pull list that I'm going to be reading for new comic book day March 20th. And of those uh, 20, by the, or of 17, there are five new number ones that I'm definitely going to check out next week. It's also a very Spider Man week, a lot of new number ones coming out, Spider Man titles. But anyway, don't forget our Sunspots Comics pledge. We will read a bunch of brand new comic books, but only recommend to you the greatest of them. So you can save some time and save some money and read the greatest. So please help us out tell a nerdy loved one about the sunspots comics podcast and please give us a five-star review on itunes with a few positive words and if you do so and take the time to do that i will give you a shout out on a future podcast i'll plug your social media and i will mail you a comic book prize package right to your home as just a small token of my appreciation and by the way every link every site every person everything that i discuss on this particular podcast There are links that I've created that will be there on the podcast notes, so go check out those links. It'll lead you to everything I've discussed. And lastly, thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to issue 200 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Can't believe it. I sincerely appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I hope that you got a little bit of the positive juices that is the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It comes right from my soul. So now, go and spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading some comic books together. And hey, just like our old friend, Stan used to say, hang loose, heroes. See you next week. To be continued. somehow We're looking for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now